Okay, good morning, everybody. Uh, yep, my name's Paul. I'm one of the elders here at Jubilee Church. Uh, I'm sorry, Gemma, and for anyone else, I'm afraid all those videos are not all going to rhyme. Uh, they are just me talking. The rhyming was just for the intro, so apologies on that. Maybe I'll work on something for the last one. We'll see. So um, I'm continuing our series this morning that we have called Prioritising His Presence. And um, last week we began looking at this, this theme that uh, we looked at last week, living within our limits. And uh, this week we want to get a bit more specific, I'm going to get a bit more specific and a bit more practical on what are some of the limits that we live within and how do we live within them well. It's just worth saying um, we have recommended kind of to go along with this series John Mark Homer's book The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. I know some small groups are kind of working through that book uh, as a part of this. And, uh, but really that is a book that is an example of how one man has gone about living this out, prioritising the presence of God in his uh, context He's just one man, though. We're not saying that we must all imitate John Mark Comer. What we're actually saying is that this is how Jesus lived and that we want to imitate Jesus in cultivating a lifestyle that prioritises the presence of God. And if you want some examples of how someone has tried to go about that in a kind of 21st century Western context, then John Mark Homer's book is interesting. But you're, you're not going to agree with everything that is in there, and that is absolutely fine. I don't actually think that John Mark Homer thinks that he's cracked it and everyone should just do exactly what he does. He's just trying to live it out in his, in his world, in his context. Ultimately, we want to imitate Jesus in prioritising the presence of God. And the reality is that if we want to do that for our own lives, then we have to work out what that looks like for our own lives. And uh, the detail of that will be unique to your life and, and my life. And, and that's good. Okay, so that's what we're doing. It's a helpful book. It's not the book. Uh, we preach from the book, uh, and that's about Jesus. But John Mark Homer's book is interesting as an example, and that's all it's meant to be. So last week, as I said, we looked at living within our limits, and I suggested that limits are about trust, uh, limits that are even a gift from God to draw us into a deep and profound relationship with him based on mutual trust between us and our Heavenly Father. So what are some of the limits that we live with? Well, there are lots. To be honest, they will vary often from person to person. But this morning, I just want to briefly touch on six limits out of the many that we could have spoken on. But I've chosen these six because these are six that this year I have felt that I have faced in different ways, grappled with, and probably sought to live beyond often in different ways, particularly because of the year that this has been. And so I, I, I assume that many of us will have faced these in different ways this year. And so that's why I've chosen these six. But remember that what we're saying within all of these is that Humbly accepting and living within our God-given limits is, I believe, the doorway to a relationship with our Heavenly Father built on humility, reliance and trust, which I think is pretty much what we're aiming for, right? So, six limits I'm going to speak on, but just to say, listening to me for 15 minutes is not going to crack this for you. Okay, I've only got 15 minutes. I'm just going to touch on some stuff. If you are someone who wants to learn to prioritize the presence of God in your life, and, 
I have to say that isn't if. Okay, this, we feel that God is speaking to us about this, but no one's actually going to do this for you. This is up to each of us as individuals to, to learn to prioritize his presence. But if you are someone who wants to learn to do that, then I want to encourage you to think about this stuff further. Don't just think, oh yeah, listen to Paul for 15 minutes, on we go with the rest of life. That's just not going to be enough. I want to ask you to consider these things for yourself to think about them, to pray about them, to consider what are the limits that you encounter? What are the limits that you find you regularly seek to live beyond and why? Seek God to help you to prayerfully live within your limits and grow in a relationship of mutual trust with our Father. So here are six then, six in about 12 minutes. Some of these are pretty obvious. I think some of them may be slightly less so. So these are six limits that I've felt I've faced and probably sought to live beyond often this year. First one, the limit on my time. There is a limit on our time. We spoke about this a little bit last week. There really are only 24 hours in a day. We often feel like we don't have enough time and and sometimes that's true but actually I think more often when we say I just don't have the time, whatever we're saying that about the reality is what we actually mean is it's just not high enough on our priority list. You see, even when our time is stretched and packed to the limit, we will still find time for that which we value the most, that which we prioritise the highest. So what do you spend your time doing? It might even be interesting to take an inventory over a couple of weeks because sometimes time just passes, doesn't it? But if you want to really know, take an inventory for a couple of weeks. What do I spend my time doing? And here what we're really talking about is your downtime, okay? Not, not talking about time at work or looking after the kids, that kind of thing. But when you have some downtime, when you have time for yourself, some free time, what do you fill it with? I would suggest that whatever you fill your downtime with are your priorities. And the point of this series, in fact, what we prophetically feel God is calling us to do at the moment is to do exactly this, to consider our priorities and to choose to prioritize his presence over and above everything else. I honestly believe that no one has ever or will ever regret that. That actually the most happy, most content, most fulfilled people in life and in history are those who have learned to prioritize the presence of God over and above everything else. So this isn't supposed to be a guilt trip on anybody in any way. Actually, I honestly believe this is an invitation from our Father into increased happiness and contentment and fulfillment and peace, the likes of which is just simply not available from any other source. So there is a limit on our time. The question is, within that, what are we going to prioritize? That's limit number one on our time. Limit number two is the limit on our capacity, okay? Now, capacity is linked to time, but I think it is different as well. Capacity is about resilience. It is about our physical, emotional, mental and spiritual resources at any given point in time or any phase or season of life. And that means that it will change in different seasons of life. Okay, I'm in a particular phase of life right now that lots of people are in with young children, and that has an impact on my capacity, much like many, many other factors and seasons of life will have an impact on different people's capacities at different times. And that's all fine. That's okay. We've got to be realistic about this stuff and live within our limits. I would also say there can be a temptation sometimes to use it as an excuse. We don't want to do that either. 
but we want to humbly, prayerfully, realistically live within our limits. But even if you're in a season where you feel, actually, I have a, a just really low capacity right now for whatever reason, and, that, and that, that may well be completely fair enough. But even if you feel that, actually, we still have decisions to make on what our priorities are, even within seasons of lower capacity. So I think the question is the same. What do we prioritize? That's Limit number two. I've put limits number three and four together because basically this is how I experienced them this year. Limit number three is the limit on my ability to provide for myself. Okay? We are facing, uh, or have faced a year of economic uncertainty as a whole nation, in fact, globally, in a way that probably everyone listening to this has never experienced before. Okay? And so we face that limit. Number four limit is the limit on my ability to stay healthy. Again, we have faced uh, a year this year where in the West we've been faced with our own mortality in a way that in the West we're not really used to, particularly outside of wartime, which again, most of us have never really experienced firsthand in the West. We've been faced with our mortality. Now the reality is actually that's never certain. Uh, and we, we, there's always a limit on our ability to stay healthy, which things can happen all the time. But actually, we've been faced with this in a new way. And so what this meant for me was that earlier in the year, particularly early on in lockdown, is I spent quite a lot of time worrying about these things. I spent quite a lot of time worrying about, was I going to continue to be able to provide for my family? What happens if I get ill or, or someone I know gets ill or even dies? What, what's going to happen? I spent quite a bit of time, particularly early on, worrying about this. And um, God, I think, took me on a little bit of a process through that. And one of the things I think I learned was just to see worry for what worry really is. And what I think I saw was that worrying is trying to mentally and emotionally fix a problem that hasn't happened yet and may, in fact, never happen. Okay, Worrying is trying to mentally and emotionally fix a problem that hasn't happened yet and may, in fact, never happen. And when I saw that that is what worrying was, for me, I found that really, really helpful at the time because suddenly it made worrying just completely illogical. It really makes no difference. It doesn't help at all. It just makes me feel bad. So what's the point? And for me, at that time, that, it was helpful. And that may be just because of some of the way that my brain is wired. It may not be helpful for everybody, but that's what I felt I realised. Really, this is what the passage we looked at last week is all about, Luke chapter 12. Jesus, in that passage and many others, is inviting his people into a worry-free life of trust in our Heavenly Father who knows what we need, who wants to look after us and to free us up to pursue the adventure of seeking first his kingdom. So, do you ever find yourself worrying or anxious about things? If so, then I want to suggest that you spend a bit of time living in Luke 12, 22 to 32, which is the passage we looked at last week. Live in it. Pray it through. Use it to come near to God. Ask God to help you to believe him and to trust him. If you're feeling really brave, then ask him to take you on an adventure of faith so that you have to trust him. <laughs> All right, now, don't pray that if you're not feeling brave. Never pray prayers that you're not willing for God to answer. But if you're in that place, ask him. Ask him to show you that he's trustworthy. Spend time with him. You know, it's very difficult to trust someone that you don't know very well. That's true always. And it's true for God as well. 
So that was limits three and four. Limit number five is the limit on my ability to provide for myself proper rest. And this came out in a powerhouse uh, on Zoom earlier in lockdown. Oli Esquivel shared something at powerhouse where he was talking about this. He was talking about where do I go to find rest at the end of a busy day? And, uh, and I, so I started thinking about it for myself. Where is my go-to place to find rest at the end of a busy day? I've had a day of work, got the kids to bed, whatever it may be. Finally, I've got an evening. What do I do? Where do I go to find rest? For me, my go-to place for rest is my sofa and my TV remote control. Uh, and actually, I don't think that there's very much wrong with that. And it does provide physical rest and it does provide some kind of mental, emotional rest and switching off from the day. I don't think there's anything particularly wrong with that. But actually, the Bible has a lot to say about rest because we are more than merely physical and emotional people. We are spiritual people. And we, as believers, are supposed to find our rest in God, in the presence of God. And so for a little season after uh, that powerhouse, I thought, yeah, I'm, what I'm going to do is instead of picking up my remote control first, I'm going to pick up my Bible first. All right. It's not rocket science, really, is it? But at the end of a busy day, I am going to find rest in God. And so I picked up my Bible and, uh, you know, just spent a few minutes, 20 minutes, just reading the word, just praying, bringing my day to him, processing my day with God just for 20 minutes or so. And in most days, I probably did still pick up the TV remote control after that. But I guarantee that I went to bed more fully, truly rested for having spent time in God's word, processing my day with him and then relaxing as well than I would have done without that. There was honestly never a day that I regretted picking up my Bible before my TV remote control, honestly. So that's limit number six. Sorry, five. Limit number six is the limit on my ability to believe truth and remain in grace. There is a limit on my ability to be able to do that. To be honest with you, it doesn't take me very long to, of my, you know, if I'm left to my own devices, to fall into condemnation. To, to, um, to forget on some levels that actually God is just really good and really loves me. It's like my mind is skewed to like find, to search out lies and to latch onto them and believe them. Uh, and, and actually there's truth to that. The Bible tells us that uh, you know, we're to take every thought captive. The Bible tells us that we are not the ones who renew our minds, that the Holy Spirit is the one who does that. We can't do that for, for ourselves. We, that we need the spirit to lead us into all truth. Again, we can't do that for ourselves. We need the spirit to do that for us. There's a famous verse, Lamentations 3.23. You may not know that, these, that that's where the verse is, but you'll know the verse. The verse is, God's mercies are new every morning. Now, I, that is just, first of all, a beautiful and encouraging truth. But secondly, I think actually it gives us a clue as to the time frame that God wants to work on with us. And that is that his mercies are new every morning. I honestly believe that God gives us just about enough grace for one day at a time, for about a 24 hour period. And any longer than that, and at least in my experience, it doesn't take very long for things to go awry in my mind. So how often do you connect with God? Okay? It doesn't have to be that you have to spend an hour praying in tongues before the sun comes up every day. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. That would be a good thing to do, but that's probably not the place to start. Okay? If you don't feel like you're very good at this stuff, then that's probably not the place to start. I would suggest, how about 10 minutes over lunch? 
All right, if you have a lunch break or whatever it may be, find 10 minutes in your day to just be still, to, to, to maybe read some scripture, to think in the presence of God, to process your day with him, to bring your concerns and worries to him, to ask him to work within you. So these are the limits, six limits. There are lots of others we could talk about, but six limits that I've become particularly aware of in my own life this year. First of all, the limit on my time, the limit on my capacity, the limit on my ability to provide for myself, the limit on my ability to stay healthy, the limit on my ability to provide true and proper rest for myself, and even the limit on my ability to believe truth and to remain in grace. I am limited in all of these things and many others. And so I need to make decisions on how I'm going to handle them. Am I going to spend my life trying to live beyond my limits and look after it all myself? Am I going to spend my life worrying about these things or am I going to admit to my limits and seek to live with God within them? Seek to bring myself to him and learn to trust him with my very limited humanity. Let me let you into this week's little secret. You know, this is not an equal partnership between us and God. Okay, the relationship that we have with him, the dynamic upon which it works is that he gives. He gives life and truth and mercy and grace and forgiveness and power and strength. We receive them. He's the one who gives. We are the ones who receive. To put that another way, he is the vine and we are the branches. He is the life-giving vine, and if we are not connected to him on a regular basis, then we are nothing more than a dead twig. It shouldn't come as any surprise, really, that I honestly believe the answer to all of these different limits is to prioritize the presence of God. Now, that's not me trying to shoehorn something in to fit the series. I honestly believe, having thought about these limits and how to best live within them, it is to prioritise the presence of God. Okay, so that's it for me for this morning. I'm going to hand back over to Gemma in just a second, but I just want to ask you to consider these things for yourselves. Okay, if you're someone who wants to learn to prioritise the presence of God, then this week and onwards, consider these things for yourselves. What are your limits? Which ones do you tend to live beyond without realising sometimes? How can you seek to live within them well, growing in a relationship of mutual trust with our Father in heaven?